Hollywood and Burn podcast, Shaky. I like the sound of that. It's got a good ring to it. It does, yeah. It's, it's um, you know, simple but effective. Um, a bit like myself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time, because I got your number from uh, John McGuinness, it was, because I was filming in Miami at the time. And I said, oh, I'm at Miami. He goes, oh, Shaky's here at the moment. I went, is he? Oh, let's catch up then. So he gave me your number. I think I texted you and said, you know, I'm with the film crew. We're doing a rap party tonight. We just finished in, uh, not a rap as in rap rap. You weren't going to bust out some tunes. I wasn't. No. But it, it was basically a rap party with all the crew. So we thought, we're going to have a few drinks, have some nice food. If Shaky's there, see if Shaky wants to come along. So I called you, uh, texted you and you, you, you couldn't do it. No, but um, you're not fully divulging exactly what you texted. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, no, I was. I was in Miami um, and we, we spent the night there. And basically um, we, were, we were on our way up to, to Orlando, I think. I think we'd been in oh, the Caribbean right. and then we flew into Miami. I think the, I'll tell you where we were. We'd been in Mexico and the weather got bad and I called my travel agent and said, get me out of Mexico. It's flipping raining and miserable. I don't want to be here no more. Um, and we had a reservation at a hotel in Orlando, but to to get out of Mexico, I think we had to fly into Miami, and then we did a, like a stop over there, and then that was when you text me. So I was temporarily in Miami. Have you but- noticed that Miami's a strange part? I mean, I love Miami. I've been a few times filming and once on a little bit of a break. The weather's weird. It literally can be bright. I mean, it's warm pretty much all year round, 26, 28, 30 plus. Mm. But you get this weather comes in, this thunderstorms, tropical stuff, and it dumps you, get you soaked. And then 10 minutes later, the sun shines out and steam coming off the roads. It's just an amazing place to go. And the drink and the food are make key lime pie, my favorite. Mm. Um, but then we actually met at uh, Laguna down in Ashford, the Ducati dealership down in Ashford. Yep. And I, had a, I, I was on a couple of my, I went for a run on my bike to, to come and say hello. And uh, that's when we really got to know each other. And then we sort of catch it up and, you know, you've been over to mine, I've been over to yours. And um, what's the general idea of this podcast? I thought initially was we were going to cover cars and bikes because we both obviously have a passion in in bikes. Uh, me as the rider, you as the racer. Um, and I've always been a big fan of your stuff anyway. I mean, your work in the BSB was just incredible. I mean, I was fortunate enough to go along to a couple of the BSB races and I just think what you did on a bike was incredible. But I once, off the back of all this, and we need to film this, really. You need to teach me how to ride a bike on a track properly. Well, I think there's a there's a fairly kind of fair exchange there, isn't there? Because when you touch on the petrol head thing and you say, oh, you know, you know, I, I watched your stuff, I saw what you did and whatever. Um, you know, I've seen you racing cars, too. And obviously... I love cars as uh, almost as much as I love motorbikes and I love playing around in cars and you know what it's like, you know, every time you've got a fast car, you go out and you play around, you, you perhaps sort of drift it somewhere or whatever, and you feel like you're, you know, Ayrton Senna or whatever, when, when clearly you're not, but, um, you know, anything to do with, with engines, you know, karting, cars, bikes or whatever. You've raced cars. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've raced bikes. Yeah, there could be, there could be there a could pretty, be something pretty there, fun yeah. crossover going I, on. Do you know what? In, I mean, COVID's been a nightmare, hasn't it, for everybody? And I think the whole idea of setting up this podcast and, and talking to some interesting people, I think petrol heads initially. I think that that's where our passion is, just to get into the mindset of racing drivers and bikers, to get into their heads about what makes them tick. And obviously, I want to talk to you first, 
because I want to find out about a little bit about your history. And I think people want to listen to what happened to you because I know you had a big accident and I think we need to delve a little bit into that and how you ended up winning six British Superbike Championships, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that from my side, um, certainly getting some guys together, you know, from a from a bike racing point of view, and and saying, look, you know, do you want to do you want to have a chat with Paul and I about about your careers or about how you know how life's been, you know, how's life been since you know this uh, sort of groundhog day that we're all living at the moment with with the lockdowns and stuff mm. like that, you know, how's that affecting you? Has has anything prepared you for this? You know, blah blah blah. Um, has and, it affected and, you? Yeah, I, I think it has affected me a little bit, to be honest. I mean, and. It, 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 you have good days and bad days, don't you? I mean, good days, you're thinking, oh, what am I going to do today? Yeah, I mean, I've been reading a lot of books. I've been doing a little bit of Lego. I've been tinkering in the garage a lot, um, catching up writing books. I'm writing a pizza book at the moment, um, doing a lot of Zoom. If you need any tips on that, I, I, I did make a pizza the other week. Did you? Yeah. So this is where you need me to help you now. <laughs> listen, Baking, obviously. Listen, my pizza was very nice, thank you. <laughs> I did see a picture of it. Yeah. It looked like I sent a, it to you. I was so proud. I was it so, looked so like proud. a nan bread, Paul. It looked like a nan bread right, listen, with some so, grated so, so cheese. So it wasn't round. I great, I, I great you that. I grant you that it wasn't round, yeah. but it tasted delicious. I was made out of it. Yeah. Did you make your own dough? I don't know. Petra, well, you said you made it. Well, Petra did that bit. I, I just. Well, did she make the dough? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. She, Whose recipe was it? I definitely weren't one of yours. It was Thank a proper you. one. Um, it. Uh, I, 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 I remember. It tasted awful. <laughs> I remember rolling it out and every time I put the roller on it, it just kind of like shrunk back to the st- the, the thing that it was started out. Okay, on. let's go back a little bit. You made the dough. I didn't. Petra okay, did. Petra made the dough. Yeah. She's your wife. Yes. Uh, your wife made the dough and then she put it on the table and you straight away started rolling it out. Yeah. Priority number one, never do that. That's that's a mistake number one. Listen. You need to leave it to rest. It's got yeast in. Rest? Yeah. Paul, it's not a living creature. It is a living creature, actually. <laughs> Yeast is a living thing. And so you Well, need I was to... hungry. All right. I just wanted this pizza done. <laughs> an hour, literally an hour, just to put some air into it, knock it out, and you make a honestly a fantastic pizza. But I think I mean I could we could chat to some chef friends of mine, you know, have a chat with them and see what they're up to during lockdown. They're doing a lot of cooking, baking. Mm. I mean, I know I've been doing a lot of baking. And to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous about doing the whole podcast thing, you know. Why? I'm a deeply private person. I am deeply private. And even though, yes, I have a job on the Bake Off doing my job and people know me from that and this caricature that the press have built around this, you know, this this almost cow-esque character. Um, people know me from that and I'm happy with that. But private life stuff, I, I'm very private. I am always been really quite private. I don't like talking about it. I'm very quiet. Where I live, you know, I go out and meet a couple of people and that's it, you know. And during COVID, I don't even do that. Yeah, but look, look at it like this, right? We're good mates now. Um, we spend quite a bit of time together or yeah. as much as, as the as the current rules allow, if you like. Yeah. But why don't why don't you do the interview with me then? Okay. I'll do the interview with you. So right. Just some cool questions. Take it, just yeah, some don't fun go mad. questions. No, no, listen. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not likely to, to delve into anything too uh, too telling. But um, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about your cars. Let's talk about your bikes. Let's talk about what you do when you're not playing with your cars and bikes. Let's let's talk about I don't know. Let's talk about the fact that that perhaps sometimes you're you're maybe labelled the kind of I don't know. Some ways, the the, the villain. Um, you know, the piece. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's um, let's make it fun and, and let people see let's you the know, real a me. Side to you. Yeah. yeah exactly. I think I think there are elements of work out there which show me. I did. 
a bit trip around the around the world on uh, baking the stuff around cities, which was great fun. Hmm. And um, I think people saw more me rather than this judge guy, you know, like well, ju- that, judge bread. That's the key point, isn't it? Right. The bottom line is, you you are deemed to be this uh, this judge, right? And and if the if the population like a potential baker or whatever on on your show mm. and you're the guy that comes in and says no it's got a soggy bottom you know yeah the, the, the public are gonna look at you there's this bad guy that's like you know yeah, but that's my job though isn't it, it you is. judge, and, judge and being judges. honest being honest is exactly what you're you know in effect you're paid to do yeah but you know let's just show that it's not just this bad judge guy it's this guy that loves to have fun loves right. to go out loves to skid about pull some wheelies <laughs> do some drifting you all know, right okay talk to some cool people well, i think, I think yeah okay if you say it like that then i feel more comfortable and more confident oh, I've got you back would I let you down no there no you, you wouldn't uh, but I mean ultimately I think it would be a good thing to just to chat and people get to know us anyway and our guests but also I think raising money for some charities I think would be a, a good idea as well through this because you know they're really struggling I think charities are struggling off the back of COVID being so strong in the mind so I think people have just diverted away from some of the, some of the charities and for instance you know the Royal Marsden uh, Cancer Charity uh, raising money for them. Porch Slides, who I'm an ambassador for, looks after the homeless. I think uh, homelessness is a big thing, especially during COVID. And of course, the uh, Evelina Children's Hospital in London, uh, again, is another you know worthy cause. And again, just picking those three alone, uh, if we can raise any money for that and chat and do our chats with bikers and drivers, I think it, you know if it raises anything, it's done its job. Well, yeah. Not only that, why why not? Um, you know, why not? ask the listeners because obviously being a podcast it's not going to go out and get six million listeners straight away but you know as the as the episodes wear on um more and more people start listening Mm. you know perhaps ask the ask the listeners you know what do you think who do you want to hear from and what questions would you like to ask them because do you know what there'll be there'll be a million and one people that would love to ask you a question that Mm. that um they'd never get to to even think about asking or you know they, they might look at you as the the judge on bake-off but might not realize actually how he loves this or he loves that so why not ask him what crash helmet do you wear or yeah, you know, yeah. what's your favorite maker levers or what it's just completely random stuff but it'll answer a question for somebody and we could perhaps put that out there and say right okay we're going to interview x y and z who would you like to hear from and, and what would you like us yeah. to ask them there's a website set up now which is hollywood and burn uk where people can go uh, the podcast will be up there. Um, there's also an opportunity to donate to the charities as well, so they can actually watch us. Um, hearing us is different, but they can watch us. They can donate money for the charities. But also, you know, because COVID's affected everybody, you know, we all get worried. I get worried about, you know, my family, my son, Josh, you know, my brothers, my mom, my dad. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, COVID's affected everybody. And I think any sort of release from that, even if it's just for 45 minutes listening to two blokes chatting away to waffling whoever. on waffling, waffling on, on together yeah, yeah absolutely. well listen everybody's been affected in one way or another haven't they and, yeah. and you know talking about the the website you know we're going to have our, our own instagram page as well aren't we which yeah. would be cool because everybody's on social media now yeah. but i think that um you know social media gets to gets to spread a, a lot of stuff good and bad but mm-hmm. um you know it's a bit like it's a bit like covid itself isn't it i mean yeah. i know your your brother's not been very well with covid yeah um, he, he got it quite badly actually uh went into hos- hospitalized for a day and uh, he he just felt pressure on his chest and I think that was the thing, the reason why they pulled him in. It could have been affiliated to almost a panic attack because he had it, mm. struggling breathing for a bit. 
I mean, he, he's much better now. And he's still not 100%, um, but he, he's getting better. He's getting stronger every day. Don't you feel, though, that um, that everybody's like a little bit anxious with the whole thing? Because, yeah. you know, we're going through the middle of winter. It's been snowing. We've had minus degrees for, yeah. for quite a while now. And, and, you know, you've only got to, to spend half an hour walking around outside and get a bit of a sniffle. And you start thinking, oh, no, what yeah. if this is COVID? What if this is? I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we got very unlucky, actually, very, very close to home. My my wife's brother actually passed away from it in, in the Czech know, Republic. Mate, so oh, that's horrible. It, um, it you, went couldn't from, get, you couldn't go there, could you? No. And then that was, that was you know, almost in, impossible for her because... You know, it's uh, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? You never want to to lose a sibling, but um, you know, if you do, you at least want to be able to to go to the funeral. And, mm. and she couldn't even travel, so that was very difficult. But you know, the first lockdown, you know, way back when, you know, almost a year ago now, um, you know, it seemed like COVID was a bit of a joke to everybody. You know, you know, in the UK, when we get a snowflake and it's like the mm. whole motorway network shuts down and everything goes wrong. No, no. I felt like people people treated COVID like a little bit of a joke in the beginning. But as the as the lockdowns have increased and the amount of time that we've spent in them, it's gone from being something that, you know, nobody really knew about to, to something that's actually affecting pretty much everybody now. You yeah. know, it's a it's it a it's a horrible, uh, a horrible disease. And yeah, if we can put some sort of light-hearted chat into it and, and let people listen to us and, and our stories and, and stuff like that and, and brighten up their day for, for an hour or whatever a podcast takes, then then great. I agree. I think the guests um, the guests are going to be important. Um, I personally would like to see a, a plethora, but I would like them to be, you know, this is about bikes and cars, I think, but we can, obviously we can dig a little deeper than that into the people themselves, but we're going to obviously brush it around in this big frame of, Bikes and cars, racers and bike racers and whoever. But well, I that's think what, that's I'll, what brought us together. Exactly. At the end of the day, that needs to be the that needs to be the connecting feature, yeah. doesn't it? And it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter if we interview um, Foggy, Foggy, Fogarty, or or Brad Pitt, yeah, or if we interview Keanu Simon, Reeves, Keanu Reeves, or or Simon Cow, anybody. Yeah, I yeah. mean, who doesn't love a car or a bike? I raced with uh, Jamie Chadwick actually in GT racing. She mm. was my partner in the british uh championship gt championship mm. she's now doing formula one stuff mm. one of the only first women to actually go out and test cars and i'd love to get her on the podcast because she is i mean her, what she taught me driving wise was incredible mm. yes she's lighter than me she's yeah. probably half my size but what she could do with the car around the corner and Show me how to where you lift, where you brake, how much pressure you put on the brake pedals down to 120 psi. I mean, it's ridiculous what she knew mm. when it comes to the technicalities of tracks that I had. I was totally oblivious to, and she goes, "This is the way you've got to do it." And if you do that, you'll shave off half a second. I think getting her on, it, she's an amazing woman, amazing racing driver, mm. and I think getting a, a huge amount of people in there from all different walks of life connected with racing. We yeah. could, could could talk to a mechanic. You know, maybe worked on Rossi's bike or Stoner's bike or Marquez's bike. You know what I mean? Explain yep. the little, you know, the, what what goes into setting up these teams. The bike scene for girls just lately, like there's there's it's all growing. female track days. There's know, all sorts growing. of stuff going on. You know, maybe we could get somebody like Maria Costello. You know, the yeah. the girl that goes, oh girl, sorry, the lady that goes really fast around uh, the Isle of Man TT. You know, yeah, she's know. had short circuit success. Jenny Tinmer, for instance, there's another there's another female who's really fast. Um, you there's know, a lot of women now coming through, aren't there? Which is fairly new, and actually. The whole women now in racing has really begun to erupt over the last five, ten years. Mm. Um, and that, it's a good thing because it's challenging the old, 
you know, that old structure, oh no, men race, women yeah. don't race. But yeah. actually that's not the case because a lot of women that I've raced with, Jamie being one, won the British Championship. Yeah. <laughs> End uh, of story. Yeah, there's some there's some really, really, really fast ladies out there, that's for sure. But um, I, I think ultimately the website, um, which is hollywoodandburn.co.uk, and then the Instagram as well, Hollywood and Burn. Obviously, you can go onto the Instagram, you can go onto the website, there's going to be information, podcast links, etc. So it's to our sponsors as well, but also to the charities more importantly. And raising as much money as we can for the charities is, is key to this as well. So I think it's all good and well waffling about it, but it, I'd like to see it doing a bit of good as well. Um, but also, I think me and you bonding with some of the people. I mean, I think Carl Fogarty is a great choice. I think Charlie Borman is another one. Uh, Charlie, we both know Charlie. Yeah. And we both know Carl. I think you know Carl much, much better than I do. <laughs> um, but I think it'd be fascinating to talk to these people about their history, what happened, what makes them tick, why do they do it? Especially, you know, people like Charlie Borman who traveled across the world with an A-lister celebrity like Ewan. Yeah. Um, what do they think about i mean that would be a fascinating chat that would so what's going to happen when they ask you questions about how to bake a cake are you going to answer those as I well i will no i will i will answer questions on baking and and because uh, we can always bring it. in a professional if if you know if you didn't want to uh no absolutely uh, i haven't got a problem with that at all um there's questions that i'd want answering um <laughs> But there's always I, I can help every- you with pizza. I told you that earlier. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me about that. You didn't even know how to rest the dough. You didn't even know who made the dough or how to My make it. My wife made it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you the recipe for that, and I need you to do it. But I think one day we'll do a podcast, and we'll get it filmed, and we'll do it in near my pizza oven. That'll be a good thing, and I will do a one-to-one pizza making tutorial with, yeah, and I'll do it on the podcast so people can watch us. That'll be a great way of raising money, actually. So people will have to watch because, I mean, uh, over so listening to our voices. So we get a deal voices, with Just Eat and the winner gets to, to eat the pizza or something like that. We get it delivered. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. my garlic pizzas. I don't I mean, like garlic. Are delicious. I'm, I'm not a garlic fan. All right, I'll do, a, I'll do a margarita for you. That's it. Yeah, that, that, that'll work for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice and simple, much like myself. <laughs> but obviously, we, we have to do all these under COVID guidelines. Yeah. Uh, we've got a COVID marshal that we're using to make sure we're following all the regulations now with COVID. COVID screen. COVID screen, yeah. So again, we have to follow all the rules to get this done. So however much fun we're going to have, we want to make sure and assure everybody listening that we are following COVID rules to do this. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's imperative, isn't it? You, know, you can't sit here doing these these kind of things and putting something out there if you if you're not abiding by the rules to you know to do it in the first place and i think the other thing you know talking of screens is the fact that we need to be totally transparent on the on the fundraising thing as well you yeah, know absolutely. like if we yeah. if we say for instance we're going to donate to these free charities you know the donations that come in from the people that want to actually watch mm-hmm. these podcasts yeah. need to be seen to be going straight to the charities and i'm cool with that if yeah, you are i absolutely. think it's free great charities absolutely. and yeah hopefully it'll it'll brighten up things no end and at the end of the day we know each other we're good mates and we're going to introduce some of our friends to everybody else listening and watching yeah and and you know how cool would that be all right they'll only get to see a zoom screen but because of those exact rules that you're talking about right now um so will everybody else you know we're, we're going to see we're going to see a screen the same as they are but at the end of the day these people are going to be our guests and we can ask those questions and and have some fun oh, i and forgot there's going to be a camera i'm gonna have to get makeup on i 
yeah, I, I oh, would recommend no. it. I would recommend it to be fair. Oh. And what are you going to do about your ring light? Because I know you get really, really paranoid about your ring light. Your eyes need to be really blue because otherwise people are going to think you're. Listen it's to a, him. Listen <laughs> to him. People are going to think you're a fake. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my eyes are normally red in the morning. Are they? And they slowly. Is that like, due to is that due to like alcohol consumption the night before? Or is that I haven't <laughs> had a drink for not, months. Really, I haven't had a drink for months. I've been and, really, um, I've been really good actually. Have you? You know, you I've never about, seen you. Oh yeah, I've seen you once have a drink earlier on. You were talking about um, how lockdowns affected. people. People, right? Mm. I don't know about you. They, they, they say that there's um, there's categories of people, isn't there? The way that people have treated lockdown. Yeah. And uh, I just I just take great pleasure in disappearing off into my garage now and, and sort of sitting on a turbo trainer. And I mean, I, we we're lucky. We live in the middle of nowhere in Kent. Um, very rural. I I mean, I don't see many people anyway at all, unless I'm popping down the shops. Mm. But ultimately, there's a lot of people out there really suffering through this on where they're living and what they're doing. Yeah. And obviously with the kids as well, having to teach if they've got two kids, three kids, one kid, yeah. and, and, and structuring their lives to make the kids still feel like it's normal. Well, you know, schools are now at home. Do you remember when I said to you the other day when you said, oh, just, just pop over, we'll do one of these episodes or whatever, or yeah, we'll yeah. Try, try and do the dummy thing. And I said to you, it's like, at the moment, it's, it's really difficult because whilst the kids are at home and, and you can't argue that you don't see the kids, mm. at the same time, both of my kids are on Google Classroom the whole day. So they go into their rooms, they do a lesson, they get like a break at normal break time and then they get a lunch yeah. and then that's it. They're back to school for the rest of the afternoon. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you lose the ability to just to be able to go for a walk with your wife or, or to go out and grab a coffee or something like that mm. because you can't leave two young kids indoors. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really tricky. It's really sort of encroached on everybody, I think. And it's something that, uh, you know, we can perhaps discuss. But talking of discussing it, Who's going to be your who's your dream guest? Who would you love to have on the most? Well, There's like, my first question. That's my yeah. my Paul Hollywood interview. Who's your, uh, who's your who's the one person you'd love to get on? I I, I suppose I'd like a bike racer, someone like the Stoner, Foggy, you know, maybe Rossi Marquez, somewhere you know, a racer. Obviously, you're here. We're going to talk to you anyway initially. But then yeah, I, yeah we don't, some old just bike get you racer. out of the way. <laughs> Let's just get you out of the way. The has been <laughs> palm off the uh, palm off the listeners with some old has been <laughs> wobbles around tracks in the UK. Just wobbles around, chucks himself. I'll tell a you bike. who would be fantastic. Who would be absolutely amazing to get on if we could if we could swing it, which I'm sure we probably could. Would be Kenny Roberts. Um, you know, a little bit old school maybe the for, singer. for some. No, not that Kenny Roberts. Um, <laughs> the the two, two or three time albums. world 500 cc champion. He can tell a story. Yeah. Um, I'm not so sure we'd have enough time on a podcast to, to get some of his stories in to be fair Ron Haslam Ron would be cool yeah he's a lovely guy um, <laughs> but yeah someone like Mick Doohan or yeah. Kevin Schwantz or Wayne Rainey what about a non-racer though who are we, we going to go with non-racer or sort of celebrity or so just somebody you find interesting uh, Shaky yes. Byrne yeah what a great uh, choice yeah. I, I've heard I'm not sure but I've heard he's a really <laughs> really nice guy I heard that but I don't believe that <laughs> I mean I would like Jensen Button you know yeah. get Jensen and get a couple of the Formula 1 boys around That'd be and some interesting. of the and some of the drivers who I've raced with in uh, who race at Le Mans uh, the Johnny Adam who won Le Mans twice now um, amazing to do a 24-hour race. But Jason race. Plato, somebody like that. Plato's great. He'd be great from the uh, touring he's cars. He's good fun as well. Yeah, isn't he? he is. Good guy. Uh, I'm good friends with Jason. He's a good lad. So I think there are lots of people out there we can get on there. The Instagram will be set up. The website is there, hollywoodandburn.co.uk. And obviously, people can still contact us through our Instagram. I'm Paul Hollywood, 
Um, with the blue tick. With the blue tick. Don't I've forget had, that. I've had issues with that. Obviously, people saying, oh, people trying to scam them. Look for the blue tick on Instagram. That shows that I am the actual me. And I that don't means know you're other verified, accounts. Paul. Yes, verified. You're That's a verified the... account. I have one of those too. Have you? Yeah. What's yours? I can't even remember. What? <laughs> 67 Shaky or 67 Shaky 67 or something. I don't, I don't You've know. forgotten your own Instagram. Well, this I, I don't, well, I don't really use it that much. So what's fair. the name of our website again? I don't know. You, you, Unbelievable. You just, uh, I mean, I've just said it. And no, you, I've, you've okay, I, of course I know what it is. It's hollywoodandburn.co.uk. That's right. Yeah. See? Nice one. Nice one. Right. I'm going to go and get a cup of tea. I'm going to go and get some makeup on and see if we can get cracking. Coffee for me, please. All right, mate. Thank you. <laughs> 